0: Hello, our podcast is about staying connected with the people of our communities, their families, businesses, special events, and personal life issues.
1: This is Bethany and Dr. Sarah with Staying Connected in the Wiregrass. This is our episode 13. Hi, Dr. Sarah, how are you? <laughs> Hello, I am doing so good today. How are you? I'm doing well, so I wanted me and Dr. Sarah have been talking about this and laughing, so you're probably hearing some loud noise right now. There's literally people on our roof like doing some ceiling work or whatever, so you're going to hear some constant banging, but hey, we're pushing through and powering through all of this, right? Absolutely,
0: and you might even hear a baby (laughs) cry in the background. All it is is to just let you guys know that we are determined to stay connected, (laughs) we're gonna do that despite the challenges that we face today. Um, We're so excited about, you know, it's even though we're in the midst of a, a world pandemic, we're still there. And although we are in, you know, the midst of politics, you know, as usual, in a sense, we're enjoying every day and we're celebrating every day as a gift because we realize out of all the stuff that's going on, we don't have to be here. Yeah. And so since we're here, we're just going to enjoy the noise, babies <laughs> cry, the birds. Remember the bird that I had that was kicking on my window? So, yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever it is, we're determined to keep pressing through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all we can do. Yeah. So we have a good topic today. What do you think about our topic?
1: Yeah, I really like it because
0: I can kind of relate to it. Yeah, I know I certainly can, mm-hmm. especially when I was a lot younger. And even now, if I if if I don't catch myself because I believe in excellence and I try to uh, excel in whatever it is that I'm doing, I try not to allow myself any mistakes. But I have learned in life that you learn and learning is an experience. Mm-hmm. And with that comes mistakes or when you do things that you have to correct so instead of trying to be perfect which is what we're talking about today perfectionism i have learned to just go with the flow so that i can grow and develop but i think too that it comes because of the pressures we're dealing with as we talked on week before last about the pressures of homeschooling that parents are having to face, virtual learning, the pressure of just going to the grocery store, the pressure of even looking good, having people who are getting older want to continue to look younger. And just a lot of pressure. And so perfectionism can cause or come from one of the issues that we have for perfectionism or forms that and develops it is just always trying to be perfect, always trying to be the best. Not saying that you you can't be the best, but you have to strive to become that. And so I think it's a very good topic for us to talk about today, especially with this in the season that we're in, because a lot of parents and family and people, millions of people are just being they're just stressing out from trying to be perfect Mm -hmm. even with keeping your house clean disinfecting sanitizing you're just trying to be perfect but we want to talk about that today because what we don't want you to do is allow perfectionism to cause you to what we're going to talk about it in the context today is some of the problems that it can cause and one of those problems is procrastination what's your thoughts on that
1: well i actually used to be a huge procrastinator when i was younger And that would cause me stress, Mm -hmm. not necessarily like high anxiety, but I'd get like a little bit of anxiety from it. But I don't know why I just kept procrastinating. And my dad would get so mad at me. He's like, you waited till the last minute and now we're scrambling, trying to get your homework done. So I've learned from that. And now I'm like the overachiever and I try to get things done days ahead of time because I don't like procrastinating. And then, too, I'm also a perfectionist. I'm probably my worst critic. I always critique myself constantly. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten better over the years with my perfectionism. I just think I'm getting older now. So I try like I'm in a good place in my life. where I'm like, I don't have to try to be perfect all the time because I have a boyfriend and everything. I have a good group
0: of friends. So that definitely helps. One of the symptoms of procrastination, people just putting things off as long as they possibly can. So procrastination is one of the symptoms of perfectionism. And so the reason why people do that is oftentimes they just fear being able to complete the task. Mm-hmm. I remember the very first book that I wrote. I knew that I had wanted to write the book, but I was so concerned about not just meeting the goals, but also the expectations of other people. Like I wanted to make sure that I was grammatically correct and mm-hmm. that, the, that the editing was perfect and everything was in place. And I also wanted to make sure that people could understand the message that I was trying to relate to them. And so for years, I'm talking about years, I procrastinated, I dragged that thing down the road. And finally, one day... I had to come to myself, my inner self, and say, it's not about all of this stuff you're thinking about. You can't be a blessing to other people if you continue to hold yourself back because of all of these different fears. And so I went on and wrote that first book, and it wasn't perfect. There were some errors there, but I also began to read the books of a lot of well-known authors. And I discovered, you know what, they have errors in their books, too. And I'm thinking, like, wow, all of this time I had been comparing myself. Is it going to be good enough, and am I going to be able to reach my audience, and all those different things. And I held myself back. So the reason why you don't want to specialized if you will in perfectionism because i don't think anything is wrong with being a high achiever. Yeah. There's a difference between the two. As a high achiever, you set goals, just like what you're what you're talking about. You set goals and you prioritize and you stay focused and you reach those goals. But when you are a perfectionist and you're dealing with perfectionism, you're not setting goals and completing them. You're doing the opposite. You're just kicking the ball down the road because You allow yourself to not become productive because of your fears. And so we want to speak to you today, those of you that are dealing with this, and we want to help encourage you to move forward. Sometimes you have to do it even though you are afraid, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Did you get a chance to see, um, I saw this video on YouTube of, there was a guy, a hiker, and that bobcat, did you see that video? Oh, I didn't see it, but I've heard about it. So you've heard about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the bobcat, while he was hiking, he went past the babies, the little cubs. I think that's what they call them. And, um, of course, the mom thought that uh, he was a threat to them. And so she was coming after him. And he was afraid. But he, he knew that. He said he was thinking he didn't want to die today because he, he felt like this thing, you know, if I don't get um, some type of courage, it's going to come after me. And so at first it was just kind of walking a little slow and then it started like charging after mm-hmm. him. And he was telling it like, go away, go away. I'm not going to do anything to you or to your babies. And so when it started charging after him, he decided to pick up a rock and he picked up the rock and he threw it at it. And it started to retreat and run away from mm-hmm. him. But he said, you know, he thought that he was going to lose his life. Well, you know what? Sometimes you may be that afraid. But whatever you're afraid of, until you address it, you'll never overcome it. You know? And so you might miss the deadline or, you know, it's not going to be perfect. Your home is not going to be perfect. Life isn't going to always be the way you want it to be but you can still embrace it. So you got to overcome that perfectionism Mm -hmm. because it affects so many areas of your life.
1: And accepting that it's okay to make a mistake. When I first started off on air, like I was doing like weekends and this was in Michigan, it would take me forever. I kept practicing so much and redoing breaks constantly because they weren't perfect enough. And my old boss, he's like, you're not perfect, stop. You want to talk as if you're talking to your friend. And when you talk to a friend, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to stumble over your words. That's okay. People don't want to hear perfection because they're trying to relate to you. And it took me for a long time to get over that. So I think that's one thing where I'm learning from perfectionism as well as from my first job on air.
0: I used to do I started off uh, when we were in Michigan. I co-hosted on a radio show I kind of experienced that same thing, and that's back when I really was um, like a victim. I call it a victim of perfectionism because it it had taken over um, so much of my, my fear of failure. You know, that's what I felt like. I didn't want to fail at it. I didn't want people to laugh at me, mm-hmm. or I didn't want people to not listen to the show because I was just such a horrible you know, (laughs) co-host, but I kept on doing it. And the more I did it, the better I became. And then I started doing television. But you know what? Those things were a lot different um, than like when I went uh, back to college. And because it had been so many years, I was just, I was so afraid of, again, failing. And so I had procrastinated because I didn't know for sure If I had, number one, the time, because it takes years to reach the goal of receiving your doctorate. And at the time, that really wasn't my goal. Uh, I just wanted to return back. And I would have even settled for my associate's degree. But I had always told myself after I had raised my children that I wanted to go back to school and finish my education. And after I, I felt like I breezed through my associate program, I became like, it built my confidence. I was like, okay, I could do this. And each time I got stronger and stronger, but I will say that that fear of failure was Mm -hmm. still there just a little bit. It wasn't the same as it was before, but I will also uh, admit that the more I challenged myself, the less I procrastinated because I realized that more I feared, right, the more critical I was going to become of myself. So I I wasn't going to ever finish it if I kept telling myself, you can't do it, you can't do it, you've been out of school, you know, for all of these years and how are you going to pass this and all these different things that your mind will think because you don't feel like you're prepared or you don't feel like that you have the resources or whatever it is the mental capacity, you know, the lifespan. It depends on where you are in life, but you can talk yourself into something and then you can talk yourself right out of it. Like you said before, you were your worst critic. And that was so true uh, for me. So after I started achieving those goals, I realized that I was my biggest critic and I was causing myself really to not complete the task. And I also discovered that just how they say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same with failure. Because i turned, I stopped thinking about it from I'm a failure. Yeah. Instead, I started looking at it more from the place of life has its ups and downs. And these are learning curves, sometimes maybe setbacks or disappointments, But if I felt that this was something that I was purposed to do, then I had to learn how to press past and overcome Not only perfectionism, but all of the things that it brought along with that. And so I think that that's important because we have people today, they're trying to figure it all out. It's difficult when you have fear of what you're going to do the next day, the next moment. What are you going to do with your life? Because some people are trying to change careers. They're wondering, am I too old for this or will I be able to get a job in a different industry? There's a lot of things that can, can I be perfect for the interview? Am I going to be the perfect candidate or the person for the job? There are a lot of reasons that people fear. So this is just kind of one of them. That causes us this area of perfectionism that causes us to not succeed as rapidly in life as we can.
1: Yeah, I definitely have a fear of failure because like when I moved from Michigan to here, I was so scared I would Mm -hmm. fail because I didn't know a single person moving here. I was taking a huge leap of faith. And a big thing too is I wanted to make sure I didn't have any regrets. So, I had a huge fear moving here. Luckily, it, me taking that jump and trusting myself, it worked out for the best. And a lot of people like what you were saying, people are fearing starting a new career. I think we just have to have more faith in ourselves and trust ourselves. To just go after your dreams or go after whatever you're feeling, because if you're gonna, if you fail, you fail. At least you know, and you're never second guessing yourself or wondering
0: what if. And I say this: if you're gonna fail, fail big. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fall small. If you if you're gonna fall, go on up few ladders high, go on up a little higher than you usually would, and fall from there, because at least you know how high you got. Because if you were able to get that high, and you uh, feared failure, then you automatically know that you can go above the point that you already had gotten to. You can excel above that because it's kind of like you're afraid of height and you go on the elevator that takes you up, say five or six levels floors Mm. high. You were afraid to go past four, Mm. but now you're at six. So then if you made it to six, past four, you know that even if you become afraid at six, you can go at least to 10. So I always say that if you're going to fail, fail trying to do something that's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And really, again, it's not failing. It's teaching you and it's building you on how high or how far you can go. It's showing you your capacity, what's really in you. And that's the problem that we have with perfectionism when we are being a perfectionist is that our fear of failure that it it invokes such a strong criticism or ridicule that it keeps us from excelling. And so what we're telling our listeners today is don't let it stop you from excelling press past whatever that feeling is. And even though you are afraid of failing, do it anyway, because you're going to get some confidence in the mere fact that you try. And there are millions of people that are just sitting around thinking about what they want to do and they aren't going to try it, but you can try it today. You can take that step as far as you can go to make it happen. And that's the same as when I think about just really even procrastination. I think it's important that we clarify that procrastination doesn't mean that you're a lazy person. You know, sometimes all. people think, well, they're just lazy. They don't want to do anything. But no, procrastination doesn't mean that you're a lazy person. It's kind of more of a what I would call like a misguided sense of activity, just based on sometimes frustration, maybe a low tolerance of something, or again, going back to that failure. So now, what generally happens is if a person perceives that something is extremely challenging, seems very difficult, and they feel intimidated by it, like some of my Clients are afraid of computers. Like they'll they'll get on the computer, but they are afraid to do anything on the computer. They, most of them don't know much. I shouldn't say most. A lot of them don't know a lot about how to actually work social media. Now, I'm not an expert at it, but I will try. You know, I will go beyond what I know to learn it because I feel like, you know, the the day and time that we're in, if you're going to... Excel, or if you're going to network and collaborate with people, whether you're going to minister to people or do your business online, especially now you're going to have to learn how to do it. You may have to take a class to find out how to work it. So some people just go and do your, your Microsoft program. That's it. They're just going to do word type a letter, you know, or if they are entering into certain parts of business they don't know how to respond to emails because people are, since we're not coming together, people are doing more electronic or technology type of things and Zooming and all of that type of stuff. And it does take you knowing you don't have to be a master, but if you don't know nothing, it is intimidating. It's very intimidating. If you have not been, you know, doing any of those types of things and now you're having to introduce yourself to it and you don't want people to think that you don't know. So you're trying to figure it out. well, the only way you're going to ever do it is you're just gonna to have to do it, no matter the challenge. So instead of people saying, well, I'm just gonna try, they decide because it's too uncomfortable to try to figure out another route. So you say, well, maybe I could just do a telephone conference call or maybe I could just figure out how to do a video call. Whatever is the easiest way To do it is what they try and divert to. Mm -hmm. But we're saying don't divert to the easiest way. We're saying just go right ahead. You can do it and have enough confidence. Even if you have to do it over and over again until you finally get it, you can do it. Failure, what
1: I, because I used to be a manager, so I had a few people underneath me. And if they ever made a mistake, they would always come to me. They'd be so down on themselves. They're like, Bethany, we messed up. So I was like, okay, what'd you do? And they would tell me, I was like, that's okay. Like, we're only human. I think that's a big thing we have to take in is that we're only human. We can't be perfect. No one's ever going to be perfect, no matter how hard you try. And the big thing is to learn from that mistake and grow from it. Because even if you make a mistake, you're still going to be stronger that's in right. the end.
0: And you know what? I think what you'll discover, like I discovered, and perhaps you did, you have too, is that once you tackle it, you're like, oh, my goodness, it wasn't so bad. What was I thinking? Yeah. If I had known it was that easy, I would have done this a long time. <laughs> I would have done this a long time ago. And look at the feeling that you get when you finally overcome that fear of why you didn't do it. And that is what build you. So you really do have to get your that first experience, if you will, or that first celebration. You've gotta press past to do that because that's what's going to be a building block for you to start setting goals, which means now at that point, you are achieving, you're, you're, you're more goal oriented about how to go about achieving things and not putting them off. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why that's so important. Perfectionism is somewhat our enemy, because it keeps us from becoming who we are supposed to be it keeps us from sharing our voices or lending our gifts and skills and talents to help not just ourselves but even um to better the environment that we live in and you're not the only one i think that's very important because sometimes you think you're the only one that's feeling you know frustrated or isolated or sometimes even abandoned but you're not the only one there are millions of people in this world that feel this way uh bethany and i just shared our experiences with that and we really wouldn't even be here today had we continued on that path Mm -hmm. because you know being a perfectionist really destroys you know the opportunities like because you're too afraid to take the opportunity because again you're stuck on will i be able to meet the goals um I had a young lady that was talking with me about um, she was serving for the first time uh, on a board as a board member and um, generally what happens like when I um, bring people in to serve on my board for my nonprofit, I talk with them about the responsibilities and what the expectation is um, because I send them a formal invitation. And in that invitation, it tells them, you know, what my expectation is, what their role, responsibility, all of that kind of stuff. So when they make a decision, they are making a decision based on information that they already have. And, of course, they could say yes or no, but I want them to understand so that they don't feel like she felt. Like, I don't know if I'm adequate, you know, enough to, to serve or what do I bring to the table. But if you understand the goals, and the responsibilities, and the roles, and the expectation, then you will all automatically know where you might fit. But I will say this, if you are a perfectionist, you could be the perfect fit, but because you are afraid of not meeting expectations, you will then not take advantage of that opportunity. And that was the thing that I had to encourage her, don't run away from it because you're intimidated by it. Do it anyway. Learn something. You may not have anything to say during the meeting, but just write some information now and then practice that. But don't run away from it. If there is an opportunity that has come to you, it's meant for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's meant for you, and you may not feel you're prepared for it like maybe you felt when you first started doing the radio. Maybe you didn't feel like you had gotten everything that you needed, and like you said, you wanted to make sure you didn't make mistakes and the things that you were saying, but really, that is unique to you because somebody else is doing it. They're not going to do it the way you're doing it because even your mistakes are unique to you, and I think that that's very important for us to understand that that who you are is who you are and you can only be who you are and you can only develop and become the best of who you were created to be Mm -hmm. so you might like oprah used to say i remember her saying she wanted to be like barbara walters so she studied barbara walters and that was you know how she had gotten her start well she may have wanted to be she may have studied to be she said she even was trying to talk like barbara walters and everything but she still is Oprah and eventually the Oprah in her came out, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's what we have to always just kind of dig deep and say, I might be afraid. I may even be ignorant of what this really is, but apparently the reason why it has come to me is because I can do it and just, just try do the very best you can. And then you'll find people like your, um, your bosses, people like my husband that encouraged me along the way that told me you can do it. Don't worry about it. Just keep on trying. Mm-hmm. And look at where we are today. Mm-hmm. We tried this, what, almost a year ago, yeah. March, I think for the podcast. I think and so. look at where we are today. But we could have been like, well, our show isn't quite like everybody else's. And what are we going to talk about? But we are very thoughtful. We are very considerate of our audience and we want to make sure that we're staying connected with them, that they're staying connected with us and their families and do whatever we can to keep people encouraged during this time.
1: Yeah. And you don't want to be like everyone else. You want to stand out. That's how people notice you.
0: Mm-hmm. And really, you know, I um I wrote this the other day and I said, Lord, keep me different. That's like one of my prayers. I just want to be different because it's like what you said. Not in a weird way, (laughs) but different in the way that it's unique to me. And when people see me in whatever capacity it is that I'm, I'm serving or having to do, they know it's me and my authentic self, who I am, will show up in that moment and I will be to whomever it is, whether it's my husband, my family, my friends, my clients. I will be to them whatever they need me to be in that moment. And that's where I have found I am most effective. And um, that's really how you you overcome these bouts with being a perfectionist Mm -hmm. is that you really have to just embrace who you are. Flaws and all. Just embrace who you are and then get to know who you are.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of flaws. And one of my pet peeves is when people call in and point them out. Like my voice, because I have like a high pitch voice, which I know it's one thing I don't like, but I don't like it when people are like, hey, your voice is so high pitched. Thank you. Thank you for telling me that. I know. <laughs> don't need to point it out. I don't go and point out mm-hmm. like your flaws. Right. Absolutely. And that's
0: why, again, keeping a circle, the right type of circle of people around you, uh, because they help to bring out the best in you. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's something that is a flaw. If they do it the right way, like, you probably can't tell, but I actually have a list. I used to speak with it all the time, and that held me back from um, public speaking. um, And I finally had to overcome it. But I learned to do that, number one, by doing it anyway, public speaking anyway. But then I learned I had to talk slower. Because I would get so excited, even now if I get, you know, really excited because I'm passionate about what I'm talking about, or I'm passionate about, you know, trying to help people and reach people, it'll come back up. And so I just try to think, you know, think slower so that I may speak slower, and then that way I'm clear. But that kept me for a very long time because I used to get teased. For it when I was, you know, in school and all that kind of stuff, even when I was a young adult, I used to get teased by people who um, didn't really understand. But, you know, isn't it interesting that it's something like that, a lisp, that really helped me sharpen my gift of communication? It was more so that challenge that was causing me or holding that what I was created to do. So I wouldn't even be doing what I'm created to do had I not allowed that imperfection, you know, had I not allowed myself to overcome that imperfection. And so again, these are just things that, you know, we have to share with other people to encourage them that no matter what their flaws are or their dysfunctions, their inabilities, You know, whatever it is that you think you don't have or you're not worthy enough to cause you to excel or to accomplish your goals, oh, you are good enough and you can do it. I want to point out this, too. Just because people are perfectionists or procrastinators, do you know, ironically, that in spite of that or despite that, they're still successful. Mm -hmm. You can still be successful. It's just that it takes us a lot longer. We like finally get there, but it takes us a lot longer uh, to get there because of our behaviors and, you know, how we think mentally and how critical of ourselves that we are. But on the very important side, we have to be very careful because perfectionism also brings about a dysfunction and it can become very toxic, causing people to become very discouraged and self-doubt and just mentally draining. And so I think, again, that's why it's so important that we bring this to the forefront and bring an awareness to it because we're all kind of dealing with things and you're stressing out and we're saying, no, let's just change our view. Let's change our perspective and how we are and our perception of things and how things are. And let's look beyond what we feel we can't do. And let's look at what we can do or who we feel we are not and look at who we are and who we have become and how we got there in spite of the challenges and stuff that we've had to face. Life is good, but we have to really make it good. And we have to be intentional and focus on those things that really make us feel better as a people. And also, as I tell my Christian group of ladies that I coach every week, sometimes we have to reset, we have to regroup, and we have to reboot. And you may have to do that once a month. It depend on how much you're trying to accomplish, but you're not going to be perfect at everything all the time. So just do the very best that you can do. And remember that nobody is expecting you to be. And I think that that's the most difficult part. At least I know it was for me because when you are a pastor's wife or when you have certain reputation, if you are a Christian or a believer, Sometimes people think that you're perfect and you don't get upset or you don't have the same issues in life. And if you are not careful, you can start to mask your life because you're trying to be such the perfect example to people that you don't let them see that you are not as strong all the time. And I had to really, um, as a pastor's wife, visit that place. And let people know I'm just like you. And there are times when I may have even more challenges than you may have because I'm a pastor's wife or because I'm a homemaker, so many different things. And I've learned to let people into my life just like they let me into theirs mm-hmm. so that they can see why I enjoy doing what I'm doing and why I'm passionate. I'm, I'm really not that much different than my clients that I coach, which is why I'm able to coach them. Just life experiences, it teach you a lot. If you're willing to share it, I believe people are willing to listen and they're willing to be helped by it. And and that's what's rewarding for me. Um, Every day when I'm able to help someone or to better the environment, I, I feel good. I can go to bed at night feeling good about myself and feeling good about my purpose.
1: Yeah, and if you share your story, there's probably at least one person listening who's going through the exact same thing as well.
0: why well, we can't be afraid to share. You know, sometimes we're afraid to share because we don't want people to look down on us. Um, that's that thing about perfectionists, too. Um, but I've learned to share the good and the bad. And um, because we're more alike than we think, and um, we have more in common uh, than we may think. And it's the sharing of stories that are sometimes, you know, uplifting. You don't know how you can impact somebody else's life just by letting them know that they are not alone. You figured it out and they can too. That's just so inspiring. My ladies group that I meet with every Thursday, uh, we've been doing a series called Your Attitude and Success based on a book that I wrote, a manual, and um, it's for self-improvement self-help and uh, some of them are like 20 years older than I and some of them are maybe 19 to 20 years younger and then some around my age but anyway they have they send me such encouraging text messages and just to let me know that sometimes you know there have been years before or since they had asked themselves certain questions that they have found in this workbook and then sometimes they had never even asked themselves this question so last week we had to do write a letter to your younger self. And I tell you, it was so many beautiful stories. They shared just parts of their stories uh, with me that they wrote to their younger selves. And it was so beautiful how, you know, they felt like just just one in particular. I don't know how we made it, but we made it. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time it didn't look like we were going to, but we overcame and we made it. Look at where we are today. But sometimes you don't reflect on it because you're busy with just life and just doing. But to, and it made them feel, like, I asked them, well, how did it make you feel? And of course, the majority of them was like, I just felt so good. And it's just beautiful. And I'm just glad to be a part of that, to honor to be able to offer them that. But I get, they don't know, I think <laughs> I get so much more out of it. I might be the, the teacher or the coach, but I get so much out of just being able to hear the impact that it's having on their lives and how it's changing their lives and their families.
1: Yeah, no, that's really, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Those letters are a good idea.
0: It does something that I don't think a lot of people really think about because once you grow up, you know, sometimes unless it's a childhood memory, you really don't think about it, about where you were versus where you are now. And like when I wrote mine, I had to apologize to my younger self. And that was this area of perfectionist, of being a perfectionist is one of those areas I had to apologize because I'd held myself back for so many years. And so in my letter, I apologized to my younger self, um, even for thinking that, for allowing myself to think that I couldn't do it. And then I, of course, I congratulated myself to say, you didn't think you could do it, but you did it, you know, And I'll see you in the future. And you could just be as very, you know, as creative as you want to be and as thought, you know, provoking as you want to be in your letter. But I think it's important. I think, too, you can share it with your children because they weren't there so that they can kind of see what you had to overcome. Because sometimes your children will go through some of the same things that you did. And you may not always be able to tell them, verbally in that moment how you overcame Mm -hmm. but if they look at a letter and they read your letter they could say oh i see how mom or i see how dad i saw what they went through and i what it made them accomplish and stuff so i'm not alone well it's been good
1: yeah thank you another great episode yes and i are so welcome thank you and i'll talk to you next wednesday
0: Alright, sounds good Bethany You take care
1: You too Thank you for listening to episode 13 of Staying Connected in the Wiregrass Brought to you by the radio people